I had absolutely no idea what to do to celebrate my 100th episode. And it was starting to stress me out. (laughs) I felt like I needed to do something to memorialize that particular milestone and accomplishment because it really is a big accomplishment. It's been um, just over a year. It's about 13 months of producing the podcast and coming up with 100 individual episodes is no small feat. But you know, it's kind of all been done. So I had been thinking about trying to reflect back on some of my favorite episodes and things like that. And then um, my, I don't even know what to call her, Amanda, my right-hand woman, um, for whom a title is forthcoming, but we can definitely say that she is sort of managing operations here at This Can't Be That Hard These Days. Um, she put into Asana that I had a meeting, it was a marketing meeting, um, but that we were going to take some screenshots, so I should put some makeup on. (laughs) And perhaps I should have been thinking that that was a little shady, but the next thing I know, I log into Zoom to get into this meeting, and there are five of my very favorite people in the world, um smiling back at me and they all have a background on behind them that says happy 100th episode (laughs) and it was a surprise zoom party to celebrate the 100th episode and amanda had planned the whole thing and um i wanted to kick off today's episode just by first thanking her both for joining my team and for um for putting together the very first of my first 100 episodes where I didn't do all of the planning from beginning to end. So I will sign off here and I'll let you enjoy my surprise party and then I will look forward to the next 100 episodes and beyond. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You guys are hilarious. Hello. Hello. Pirates, we are hijacking your 100th episode. Oh my goodness, I love it so much. (laughs) You didn't know you were recording a podcast today, did you? I did not. And I'm so excited that someone else planned it for me. (laughs) Your hair is looking good, too, girl. Oh, thanks. I've never had a Zoom surprise party before. (laughs) So what are we talking about, you guys? We have taken over Anami's podcast for today. And the whole point of today is we've brought in some of our favorite players. And we are going to go over some of our favorite podcast episodes from our first 100 episodes. And we are going to identify some of the tips and things that we've learned from you, Anami, and how we've implemented those things, those tips into our business, and how that has 
absolutely made our business better and given us more free time in our life or whatever the case may be. So uh, buckle up uh, and I hope you're ready. Oh my goodness. I am so ready. This is so fun. Um, Before we get started, I think everyone should probably take a minute just to, um, you know, introduce themselves and um, say maybe quickly how you know Anami and if, uh, you know, maybe give your website or your, we can all plug each other, right? So give your Insta handle or whatever it is that you want to share with uh, Anami's listeners. Um, Posey, do you want to start? Um, So I know Anami because we run the family narrative together and Oh, and I'm Posey Quarterman. I live in Portland. Um, my Instagram is Posey Quarterman Photography. It's a long one, but if you type P-O-S-Y-Q into Instagram, I will pop up. Great. All right, Jess? Um, I'm Jess Kaler. I am in Los Angeles. It looks like my last name is Kohler. I don't know why I have nothing to do with it, but it is, if you rhyme it with Sailor, Kaler, that's it. Um, Jess Kaler Photo is my Instagram Los Angeles based. Um, Anami, I think it was, I think it originally started, it kind of shifted when I bought the simple sales system and I started implementing it. And then I think just like virtual friendship. And then we both became, um, we, we went through DCA together and course creation. And now we're in a weekly accountability group together. Hi, I'm Coley James. I'm a family filmmaker and photographer educator based outside of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, I got to know Anami intimately once I bought her course, Simple Sales, and now she just can't get rid of me. So, you know, I send her texts all the time. It's just like, hey, or just randomly call her because I'm one of those people. You are totally one of those. I am totally one of those people. (laughs) Uh Yeah, my name is Kate Thompson. I am a photographer in Richmond, Virginia, and I have the honor of knowing Anami longer than any of you, which is my entire life. She's literally known me since the day I was born. Uh, So we met maybe when you held me as a baby, as a fresh, fresh newborn baby. Um, And let's see. Yeah, we've obviously been friends for a super long time. And she was my uh, first go-to person when I started my own photo business a few years after she did when I was trying to think about pricing and setting up a business. Um, so yeah. My name is Amanda, Amanda Feckety. I am also a member of the, this can't be that hard team. And uh, I've known Anami since we both worked at a fancy schmancy restaurant in New York city a long time ago, a long time ago. So years. Well, thanks everyone for being here. So I was, we're going to do this as like a guest panel, sort of round Robin, uh, red Rover, red Rover, let so-and-so come over sort of situation here where, um, if you want to share something, please do, but I'm not necessarily going to call on people and I'll edit this out hopefully. Um, so we can just get started. Does anyone necessarily want to go first? I was gonna say I picked Coley. She's a good first. I mean, you know, I'm good to go. So the funny thing is, we're supposed to talk about our favorite episode, and I love many of them. And I think it would be cheating if I used my own episode, one of them, when I was on her podcast. So I did pick a different one. So I picked the pair episode 38 and 40. And for those of you that don't know, this is her alignment. Um episodes where she talks about the donkey, the workhorse, and the unicorn. 
they are my favorite. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I love this episode, not, not really for myself, but because when I'm trying to explain to other people why their business process is not working, I always send them to that episode. And I'm like, listen to these two episodes and go through her workbook and then let me know which one you think you are. And of course, they always come back with saying that they're a dirty unicorn or something else. But it really helps people align what they think their business goals are um, with what they're actually doing. So that's one of my favorite episodes. And it apparently started at a talk at one of the family narrative conferences. And I had never been one or I've still never been to one in person, but um, I have lots of friends that used to talk about that talk. And I'd be like, yeah, but I'd, I'd really like to hear the talk. And she redid it on her podcast. So again, if you guys have not listened to episodes 38 and 40, they are freaking amazing. And I am sure that you will walk away with something related to the alignment of your own photography business. I'm going to piggyback on that because those are my favorites as well, actually, totally randomly, because I, I feel like um, as a photographer can be very easy, especially when you belong to a community and listen to a lot of podcasts, it can be very tempting to just like kind of grasp onto all of these different ideas and models that may not necessarily fit who you are. So I really love and appreciate that message of like, Hey, maybe don't say that you're this like big, I'm talking about myself here, this like big, warm, fuzzy, outgoing photographer who wants to get to know everybody and talk to everybody. But at the end of the day, that's not how you are going to be delivering your service. So I really like to go back to that as just sort of a a message to sort of be yourself and just align how you put yourself out into the world with who you are inside. Some of the also, though, another podcast episode I really loved was you did a panel maybe back in the fall. I don't know the episode number, but it was with Miriam and Carolyn. And I think one other person, it was about like shared sessions. Um, yeah. I just really bad remembering Something me. creative and quarantine. Yeah. And I just loved, um, it was just like four completely different ideas that just sort of blossomed out of the last year. And um I just loved that idea of sort of making the most of a situation and just getting creative with your business and figuring out something that works for you. I thought that was a really fun uh, episode. It was Sarah Saito. Yes. Just so we could put the name out there. Yes. Thank you, Coley. And the funny thing is now that Kate has also jumped off of mine, I think one of the reasons that I recommend those episodes to everyone is because I feel like if you're new and you have a donkey model, which is low cost, um, low touch points with your clients, that everyone in the industry tries to tell you that, no, you're doing it wrong and you should raise your prices. You should, you know, spend more time with your clients, but that those models don't work for everyone. So to piggyback off of that, she then had an episode with Amanda Thorson out of Australia, which we all love. And Amanda talked about how she runs her donkey business very successfully. And so you know, just to piggyback off of that, not everybody wants to be a unicorn. The workhorse is not the goal of everyone, but some people are donkeys and they 
they are donkeys really well and their businesses are thriving. And if they listen to what industry tells them about, you know, not being too cheap and making sure that you're charging this much when someone doesn't actually know the ins and outs of your business, it can kind of, you know, it can bring you down. So that's another reason for people to listen to those two episodes in particular. And if you find that you are a donkey, episode 42 is a really great one to listen to. I also think it's okay to like start out as a donkey and then become something else. Like having that sort of evolution is so, uh, so valid. And um, I think a lot of us probably start out in a, in a donkey-like model and then evolve. Well, I'll jump in there because my, because I do feel like I started as a donkey and I, I feel like, like my most recent um, win as a business uh, is launching a, my own yearbook club. It's not what I'm calling mine, but you know, I launched a club based on, I had to just scroll through my phone and look at what episode it was. It was episode 17 that Anami talked about pandemic proofing her business accidentally when she launched this club right before the world shut down last year. Um, or maybe two years ago, you initially launched it. But anyway, I bought Anami's revenue on repeat class and recently launched it. And I feel like I took some of my oldest clients um, who we're not still at my old donkey rate, but we're lower than some of my newer clients. And now everybody is paying the same thing. And some of my oldest clients bought the highest tier. And yeah, I'm, I, uh, I set a goal of 20 and I met it and, um, super exciting. So oh, if that's yeah, fantastic. that is so exciting, I don't need to go into the details of having a club, a photo club for your clients, but it's episode 17. And I was also going to say that I just listened to Amy Sanusi's episode 92 about hiring a, she calls it a studio manager. Um, and I think maybe I'm finally sold. <laughs> Woohoo! I like have my list of, I'm almost there. So I like to ask you a question. Um, When you decided to do that, to launch your revenue on repeat, um, your, your yearbook program, like you're well-established and well-known and like, did you also experience, because I I know a lot of people feel a lot of anxiety when they are changing their price and they're worried about losing some of their founding clients. Did you experience that? And if so, how did you deal with that? I changed my client. Um, so when I met Anami, she called me out for not pricing myself high enough um, in a class I was teaching. It was awesome. Um, and she was like, I live in a little town in North Carolina and I make twice as much money as you. And I was like, who is this girl? Um, but I, since becoming friends with her, had to, of course, then change my pricing. Um, and so I started oh, doing the What? I meant it with all the love in my love. Well, it works. Okay. Everybody Um, could use some of your love. (laughs) And then she sent me a box of sauerkraut and it was, the rest was history. Um, But uh, I, I started doing the simple sales system before Anami really launched it as a simple sales system. Um, And when I did that, I brought all my oldest clients up to a rate that was basically like my lowest rate for new clients and everybody that stayed like I always talk about this because I don't feel like I really lost people that really wanted to stay if that makes sense like I told every I told the people who I really loved like if you can't work with this I'll work with you um 
And the only family that backed out were probably the wealthiest clients I had. And they came back this last year um, and they just joined the membership. So they're paying more than ever <laughs> now. So um, I don't remember exactly what your question was, Amanda, but I did. I, I mean, there's always nerves when you raise your prices. And I still remember like the first five phone conversations I had with new clients, quoting them my new price and feeling like I couldn't believe they actually booked me. But um, well, yeah, I always wonder if there's advice or something. I mean, so just for anyone who's not aware of this, I am not a photographer. Um, So but working with photographers and people who ask questions or hearing people say, oh, I'm so nervous to raise my prices. As a non-photographer, I'm like, girl or guy or they, you know, <laughs> whoever you are, get out there and do it, man. Like at the yeah. worst case, that client goes away, but there's going to be five more behind them. Like well, I think about all the psychology behind it. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wanted to know, um, like if you had advice and if you went through that too, because I also think, I also wonder if some of the newer photographers out there sort of put you guys up on pedestals or other photographers who've been around longer up on pedestals. And I think it's important to remind everyone that we all kind of have the same hangups and we all have the same nerves, but you know, we can all get through it together and we support each other. Yay. (laughs) Well, and the truth is that feeling of like, Oh God, what if, you know, I have a party and nobody shows up or what if I raise my prices and everybody dumps me or whatever. I don't think you really grow out of that. You may get better at talking yourself into making that choice anyway, or um, reassuring yourself that it's going to be okay or whatever. But I think that, um, I think we all have that to a certain degree. And it's, it's like watching the, you know, the other kid on the high dive, like just jump off, just jump off. And then when you're standing up there, it's like, uh, uh, so for anybody out there who's like, I couldn't possibly, a lot of people have been on that high dive. And, you know, those of us who have jumped off have done so with varying degrees of success, but you can't really, you have to make the leap. Um, And it's nice to have some people supporting you in that decision. Yeah. And the nerves, I think, are just inevitable. I mean, for me, I've, I think this year is like 20 years post graduation of photo school that I've been shooting out in the world. And I literally still get butterflies in my stomach before I walk into a client's house. It doesn't go away for me. It's just real. It's like want to, it's like, it's vulnerable. You're in a space that you want to do your best, give your best. You want to go, you want to stretch yourself as a creative. That's not, that's just, that's ingrained in me of in the creative process. It's not just because I've been doing it for a while really doesn't mean shit, you know, in comparison to, the creative process. Sure. I could, I can make pretty pictures, but I still get nervous. I still question myself. I still have like that high dive moment of like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't. And then I leave and I'm like, I don't know if I got it. And then I go home and call and I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you do this to yourself? Like you totally got it. What are you saying? You know? So. And then I would just piggyback off of that and say one more thing, you know, when people want to raise their prices, they're really nervous, but all it takes is that first person to give you a yes. And then you have confirmation that those people actually exist wherever it is that you live. And then it gets much easier. You know, the next phone call gets easier. The next phone call gets easier. You still have the nerves, 
But after you find that first person that's like, oh yeah, you know, just send over the proposal. I'm ready. And you're like, oh my God, they said yes. And then every other one after that, it gets easier. You just need one, one for confirmation that those people exist. And my first one was somebody who lived in my neighborhood. I live in a very working class neighborhood and she was like a graphic designer and um, had been following me since before she was pregnant. And she was like, I like started stumbling when I was explaining my pricing. And I remember she was like, you don't have to explain it to me. I understand you're worth it. I'll figure out how to make it work. And I remember being like, oh my God, I didn't actually price myself out of my neighborhood. (laughs) That's a good, that's a good thing to hear. And she just joined the club too. (laughs) Um, I'll add uh, to it. My, my favorite episode that I actually listened to recently is a little bit off the implementation of business side, but it was Oliver's episode, um, which is 84. And um, the reason that it meant so much to me is because I think quite often, like how I work from home, like a lot of it, you know, even pre COVID stuff. And I think, what are my, how are my kids experiencing me as a business owner, as a mother, as somebody who locks herself in a room <laughs> to do her work and, you know, goes and take, takes pictures of families and they see it. And, um, I, I, I'm obsessed with long-term legacy storytelling, like most of us. And, uh, and I think when I heard him talk about it, even the pros and cons of, how he perceives you. And, you know, he had said a couple of times, like she works a lot and, but also the things that he was really proud of you for, I felt inspired and I felt checked on some levels of how I'm showing up with my kids. And it's, I mean, honestly, it's really hard for me to fully put my phone away when I'm taking, you know, like off work mode and to not be checking in and to not be, I mean, I remember one day I was like sitting with my kids in their bedroom, playing with them. And what was it I was thinking of? I was thinking of like some back end programming website stuff as I'm sitting on the floor in my kid's room. And I was like, what is wrong with me right now? Like, why can't I turn this off? Like I, I, I'm a career loving parent. That's, that's what it comes down to. I love to work. I love what I do. And I thought, okay, so how do I choose to be intentional with the space of parenting and how they see us? And so, um, I, I do try to bring them in and like, show them what I do. I'll show them the computer. I'll tell them about the family that I'm going to photograph. I'll tell them the names of the kids and try to show them pictures and things like that. So they understand like mom's what I, what I don't want them to think is like, mom just works all the time and we don't understand what the heck she does or why. And I want them to see that it's, for families and other kids and like do that with them as well. And so I just really appreciated hearing Oliver's perspective and um, the impact of like also how he sees a strong female lead in his life that it is holding space for both so well and beautifully. And you could tell that you guys have a really great relationship. So that was inspiring and a gift to me. So thank you for that. Hang on guys. I have a quick message for you. 
Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. There's the, I, I mean, I loved that episode too, but it is that, um, I think that's true for every uh, entrepreneurial parent but I think Jess, you and I have the shared uh, extra privilege of being single parents, which you know that really does it puts this like added layer of um, pressure on like, am I giving you know, am I balancing this well enough? And there's no, you know, there is no perfect parent out there. But I'm glad that that was meaningful to you. It certainly was to me. That episode just gave me hope that kids become nice again after 13. <laughs> I'm having a nice day. It goes back and forth. You were so sweet in that episode and I was like, okay, all right, I got to make it to 15. We can do this. <laughs> I mean, and I feel it kind of in a different way because in my house, I stay home. I mean, I'm a full-time photographer. I work all day. I mean, don't get me wrong, but she only physically sees me leave the house when I go to a session. And so like almost every weekend, she's like, no, mom, why do you have to go to work? Can't you just work next weekend? And I'm thinking to myself, but you don't give dad this trouble when he goes to the lab in the morning. So, I mean, in this house, it's, it's a different kind of, she makes me feel guilty sometimes for leaving on the weekends. And I'm like, but James leaves every day. And so how is that fair? But, you know, that's what I got from it. Anami, do you have a favorite episode? Well, all right. We just talked about Oliver's, but other than that. I know I would be a really bad mom if I was like, oh, right. We'll put my, uh, my kid at the bottom. Um, I will say that there have been a few episodes that I've really enjoyed, um, particularly, but I think one of the ones that has come around over and over in terms of value for people was the one that Coley and I did on, um, CRMs. Uh, well, the two that Coley and I worked together on. So we did a just the two of us conversation about client relationship management software. And then, um, and then actually uh, in the next conversation as part of the round table, when we were doing sort of a combination chat about different um, CRMs out there, that one has just continued to be super, I, you know, I get very excited about like action-oriented stuff that really helps people and I felt like that was such a such a valuable um, episode I've also had some really incredible people that I've had the opportunity to interview it was really special to have Reg and Karin Bethencourt on the podcast to talk about the release of their book um, it was really fun it's funny because in retrospect so when Cornell Watson was on the show back in the summer before his um, before his gallery launch here in Durham, you know, he's a friend of mine locally 
And, um, and so I was like, oh, this is so fun. Your stuff is going to be in the museum. Let's have a chat. And then, I mean, he has since completely exploded. So sort of in retrospect, it's like, oh yeah, I had that giant name on my podcast. Um, and then, you know, all, all of you guys having been on the podcast at various times, Kate and Posey have been sort of popping, you know, you guys have popped in here and there because you are my sort of OG photography family. Um, with the family narrative and yeah, it's just been, it's been so great. And this is now my new favorite episode <laughs> because I, A, didn't have to plan it, which is amazing. And B, um, yeah, I mean, this really is like my podcast posse here with, um, but it's not just my, I shouldn't even say my podcast related. It's like you guys are, are the people who are in my kind of daily photography life. And that has become such an extraordinary value over the past five years um and it was really something that i didn't have prior to that and it's you know one of those things we talk about in the family narrative we talk about community a lot and um it's it can't be oversold as far as its importance um as an entrepreneur having people who you talk to and interact with on a regular basis to keep you kind of grounded so i can't think of more appropriate people to show up for my for my party episode what are we going to do for the next hundred? <laughs> oh my goodness. I have to come up with a hundred more episodes. First. I know. <laughs> 99. We're going to party in person is what That's we're That's what gonna I was going to say, Jess. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Do a live in person. Well, and actually, we'll no. From family narrative. Really, that was what I was about to say. Will it be at the, like, we could tape it yeah. live. Yeah. 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 We might be able to. So you just got to come up with 99 more on me. We got, we got episodes. side. Deadlines. I like Pool this side. idea. Poolside with cocktails. Oh, yeah. Cocktails. That's a given. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Love and it. when I'm with them, I even drink in the morning. So. <laughs> My gosh. My is for everyone. Oh, I'm really coming across as an alcoholic now. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> I'll just, to piggyback off of that, Anami, you know, years ago, um, so you know, I've been a photographer for a long time, but I really only exclusively decided to focus on family photography four years ago. And so I have just started building almost from scratch four years ago with this specifically. And I remember, I mean, it is lonely. And I, and I remember hearing about the family narrative and I was just starting out. I was coming out of my divorce. I was broke as could be. And I couldn't afford to fly. Um, I think it was like New Orleans. And I was like, gosh, I really want community. This is lonely. I don't know. I don't have, I had like my commercial photography people that I knew, but I didn't have this space of other family photographers to be able to do this with. And I remember feeling lonely and jealous when I was like, I really wish that I could go to the New Orleans and it's just not possible for me this year. And, but I, and you know, the thing is, is like choosing to not allow yourself to stay in that limiting belief about what is possible to create that community for yourself. Cause I just was like, no, I'm going to find it. I, you know, and I remember I had been doing in-person sales and trying, giving it a go for a year prior 
to you launching the blueprint. And I just remember when you launched it, I had been learning all this stuff from the previous year. And then I thought this isn't working for me. I don't know what to do. And then at the same time, I got caught wind of what you were doing. And I was like, I think that's it. And it was just this gateway for me of, oh, okay, I'm stepping into finding this community that I've been dreaming about. And just this past year of being, thankfully being able to attend virtually um, and then now doing the groups, um, the TFN, you know, groups regularly and stuff like that. I'm like, I have friends now. I have friends. This is so great. And um, yeah, you guys have led the way with creating that. And I'm really, really grateful because it's, it's lonely. And so for anybody listening out there that is experiencing that loneliness, it's like, show yourself and, and we're, we're out here and, um, I'd give you a big warm hug if I could. That's awesome. Jess. I mean, that was our ultimate goal with TFN. Yeah. And I feel like so many of the people out there are sponges and are ready for that. But just in the last like three or four days, Anami has received so many emails from people who are like, thank you. I feel heard. I feel supported. And I feel like the the overall theme is like, they're just sponges and they just want, they want exactly what you were just talking about, Jess, like they're ready for that. So, I mean, like what a great gift all of you guys are giving um, to other people, whether they're fledgling photographers or well-established, I don't think it matters. So thanks to all of you. Okay. Oh, Sorry, I didn't know if I should say anything there. Anna's no. got something in her eye. Chopping onions over here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. Thanks, thanks so much, Amanda. This was great. Thanks, Amanda. You're wonderful. Congratulations. Love you, Anami. Love you, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.